Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5 on a kind of a rainy, showery morning here at the shank of the day, baby. So you might want to wear some rubber boots if you're out doing some chores around the lot today because it might be a little muddy out there this morning. And we do have rain in the forecast for today. Maybe not everybody's seeing it, but uh, most of our folks will be seeing it. 66, the high today. It's not going to be the 70s until the end of next week. About uh, oh, Thursday, Friday, and then hopefully warmer for the Memorial Day weekend. We're getting close to hay in time. So, again, it's going to be a little bit cool. 60s, the highs today, right on through next Wednesday or so. We'll talk more about the weather here in just a little while as we got the other chores to do this morning. We'll be heading down to Madison because we have our selection of the 75th Allison Dairy Land to take over for Julia Nunes. Of course, Julia from Tilden, Chippewa County, has been Alice for two years. And uh, she is going to be giving her farewell address on Saturday night. We'll be there to hear that. And uh, I'm sure see her mom and dad, lots of other Alices from the past. As I think I heard the first Alice ever is also going to be there. So it should be a very interesting evening down in Madison. In the meantime, we got other things to uh, talk about as well. Milk production and the University of Wisconsin-Madison as a, a new dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. We'll tell you who that is taking over for Kate Vandenbosch, who's going to be leaving about August, I do believe. Calves? What's the calf count anymore? No, we're still at 59. Still holding at 59. Kuchko is the latest one? Yep. Okay, I haven't talked to Doug yet, but uh, we'll see if we can't get him to the farm for the baptism. But uh, we'll see how that works. But again, we've got uh, other things going. Oh, we're going to talk to Julia this morning, Julia Nunes. She was in here the other day to the station, so we sat down and visited with her about some of her thoughts as she leaves the position of Alice in Dairyland. Did you ever think of that, being Alice in Dairyland when you were younger? 
Because you guys were, you guys milk cows on the farm for, well, forever. Yeah, well, I don't think I, I wasn't that brave at that age. I'm much more brave at my age now. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But I've always, for the years and years and years, I've tried to convince young ladies from our area to do it because there's so many qualified ones. And you're starting to do it now as you're getting into the FFA and 4-H interviews, a lot of very qualified young ladies who would make great spokesmen for Wisconsin's agriculture industry in total. Do you ever you ever run across any say, you know, you ought to think about running for state office for FFA or Alice in Dairyland? Well, I found that the students are very well spoken, and I encourage them to run for state office, and Alice in Dairyland would be right up that at same alley. Yeah, it really would. So, again, good luck to those young ladies. We'll tell you who they are. There are some from our area. That are finalists, the six finalists, so we'll talk about that this morning as well. Some 4-H'ers from around our area also receiving some scholarship money, and that's always a good thing. We like to share that with you because uh, academically, obviously, they qualify and have done a good job in their careers through high school, so we'll share that. we got lots to talk about this morning. We'll give you an update of the weather, too. All this on WAX. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check our weather forecast on this Friday morning at Wax and our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Mark Ward Motors. Don't forget, Mark Ward Motors is hiring an auto body metal technician, auto body detailer, and an office administrative position. Mark Ward Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or at markwartmotors.com. Maybe get a deal on a Corvette or something, too. Well, the weather, rain out there today, about 66 for the high. Then it'll be partly sunny Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, but cooler as temperatures on Saturday probably won't get out of the 50s. And then 60s on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Another solid chance of rain next Wednesday. So, again, as we get closer to that first cutting of the alfalfa, first hay cutting, take a look at the... uh, weather forecast here because as we get into memorial day it's also supposed to start warming up back into the 70s and that's a good thing right now we've got 59 degrees here in the chippewa valley friday morning at wax here at the shank of the day we're 59 degrees right now but as we said a lot of other for medford 61 marshfield 61 wausau 62 so again everybody within four four five degrees of each other pretty much and we'll get to about 66 today it's five o'clock This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Lawmakers are passing legislation aimed to help the nation's poorest people have access to baby formula. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is glad to see the Senate acting in harmony. It's rare that we have unanimity in the Senate on important measures, and I wish we had more. But this is one of these important issues, and I'm glad we're acting with one voice. The Access to Baby Formula Act expands pandemic-era flexibilities to the government's nutrition program for women, infants, and children, or WIC. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby is reportedly leaving his post for a job at the White House. Kirby will reportedly take a senior communications role at the White House. CNN reports he's expected to take a role with the National Security Council. Kirby has been the Pentagon's chief spokesperson since President Biden took office. Raging wildfires have charred multiple structures in Texas. The Mesquite Heat Fire near Abilene is just 5% contained 
contained and has burned nearly 10,000 acres and about 30 buildings. It's one of the nine large fires burning in the Lone Star State. The largest fire in the country is still the Hermit's Peak Fire in New Mexico, which has burned over 300,000 acres east of Santa Fe. Five other states are also reporting large active fires. Nationwide, there are 13 large fires currently burning. Boeing Starliner spacecraft is on its way to the International Space Station. The uncrewed test mission launched from Cape Canaveral Thursday after two previous attempts failed. Boeing said two thrusters on the spacecraft failed, but the flight computer was able to compensate. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Five minutes after five, and if you haven't looked out the rain yet, it's probably a little wet in the yard because we've had some rain overnight, uh, some heavy at times, and it looks like it's going to be going through the area today as well. High today about 66 and partly sunny over the weekend through Monday. 58 the high tomorrow, and then 60s on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. A chance of rain on Wednesday and about 66. Right now it's 59 in Rice Lake. Medford, Marshfield at 61, 62 at Wausau, 67 and across. Madison Sun Prairie also at 67. Green Bay, 65. Milwaukee at 66. And it's 59 right now in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll have the voice of Brent Wink joining us here in just a little while this morning. It's Friday at Wax, covering the crops with Brent this morning by Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land Lakes. But before we do that, we got other work to do here. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets. And Jill, where are we at in the livestock? Choice fed beef steers are 130 to 150 with mixed 101 to 129. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 148 with mixed $1 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 136 and a half with selects at 65 to 121. Cows are 65 to 112 with bulls at 60 to 109. Butcher hogs are 81 to 95 with sows at 52 to 64 and a half. Boars are 20 to 28 with new crop market lambs 225 to 230 and feeder lambs 225 to 315 use 70 to 140 small goats are $25 to $150 medium goats are 135 to $315 large goats are 200 to $340 all right let the old goat take it back here and we'll do the livestock futures cattle were higher yesterday june live cattle were actually unchanged at 13150 august up 32 at 13202 october at 100 38 dollars even that was up seven cents december live cattle 143.82 and that was up two 
Feeder cattle, they were lower yesterday as the August contract finished at 165.20, down 60 cents. September feeder cattle, 167.90, down 55. October at 170.20, down 52. And November feeder cattle, 171.82, down 70 cents. Hogs were also lower. June hogs, 105.30, down 80 cents. July at 106.97, down $1.55. August at 106.12, down $1.72, and October at 90.75, down $1.05. Board of Trade yesterday, wheat was lower, came back down after a higher day yesterday. Some rains in wheat country did bring the markets down. Soybeans and corn, though, were higher after the outside market stabilized a little bit after they fell on Wednesday. Bean stocks uh, are low and again, we got a little progress in this in the trade, but again, it's very uncertain. It seems like right now, of course, with all the things going on around the world, and gas isn't going to get any cheaper either. By the way, June crude oil was up two forty seven a barrel yesterday, sitting at one hundred and twelve dollars and six cents a barrel. All right, the corn July overnight, just where we were yesterday morning, down four cents overnight at seven seventy nine. The oats down a nickel at six twelve. Wheat up to sitting at 12.03, so that did come down. Soybeans for July up a nickel this morning, 16.96, and meal up 80 cents a ton, 4.26.10. Barrel cheese down a nickel at 2.40. The block's up a half at 2.38. Butter up three and a half at 2.82 and three quarters. May class three up 14 at 25.12. June 24.80 up 23. July 24.85, that was up 45 cents. August at 24.48 up 44. September up 39 at 23.94 as prices were higher out through April as we look at our markets this morning on Wax. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Get ready for some fun coming up in July. That's less than two months away, you know. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RC Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 14 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to talk to Julia Nunes, our outgoing Alice in Dairyland here in just a few minutes. But before that, Jill, some of our farm news. What's going on? The Wisconsin dairy industry has center stage this weekend as it's time to select our 75th Alice in Dairyland. Dane County is hosting all activities for the event with our new Alice getting her crown and sash tomorrow night on the Monona Terrace along Lake Monona. The six finalists for the position are Amber Cafferty of Fountain City, Amelia Hayden of Walworth County, Courtney Moser from Westby, Taylor Schaefer from Racine County, Samantha Schusler of Antico, and Charity Seebecker from Juneau County. The new Alice will begin her duties in July and will take over for Julia Nunes of Chippewa Falls, who served as our 73rd and 74th Alice because of the COVID pandemic. Let's roll over to milk production across the country here and in here in Wisconsin was down slightly in April. In the top 24 milk producing states, production was down almost 1% to just over 18 billion pounds. Production per cow was also down slightly for April, 
by about 1% to an average of 2,954 pounds per cow. The number of cows was also down in those 24 states by 78,000 head and down 98,000 for the entire country. In April, there were 9.4 million cows milking across the nation. In Wisconsin, milk production was down slightly to 2.64 billion pounds. We had 1.27 million cows in the state herd, and they averaged 2,075 pounds of milk in April, the same as a year ago. Wisconsin remains number two in milk production behind California, followed by Idaho, Texas, New York, and Michigan. The University of Wisconsin-Madison College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, Sciences has a new dean. She is Glenda Glaspie, who has been a biochemistry professor at Virginia Tech University since 1998. She will officially start in Madison in August, on August 4th and lead a staff of 255 faculty members, 850 staff, 2,800 undergrads, and 1,000 graduate students. Gillespie will take over from current dean Kate Vanderbosch, who has led Cal since 2012. All right, so a uh, new dean coming to Madison. We we're waiting to hear who that will be, and she comes from Virginia Tech, and we'll uh, see how she guides the university's ag curriculum forward in the next few years. Thank you, Jill. 59 degrees right now, and as we said, we're going to talk to uh, Alice in Dairyland as we move forward because the finals are actually underway in Madison now, and uh, they've got a lot of things going on. They'll be touring around Madison, and the judges will be observing those uh, six young ladies. They'll have question-and-answer sessions and demonstration sessions and all kinds of things going on before the finals tomorrow night at the Monona Terrace there in Madison, along Lake Michigan, or Lake Monona, rather, a very beautiful spot. So we will be down there for that and uh, hear what Julia has to say. And again, uh, Julia is going to join us next, our outgoing Alice in Dairyland, Julia Nunes. And uh, again, she had a, a great run for two years, obviously a little bit different since uh, the COVID pandemic restricted her pretty much to her basement. But she'll tell you all about that as we move forward on WAX. It's about 18 minutes now after 5, 59 degrees, 66 with rain in the forecast today. I don't think it's a solid rain, but it'll be off and on. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Soon we'll have our 75th Alice in Dairyland, but before that, we have to say farewell and thank you to our 73rd and 74th Alice in Dairyland, all one person. That's Julia Nunes, of course, from the Tilden area up in Chippewa County. And uh, Julia, after two years, does it seem like the job should be yours permanently? I cannot believe how fast two years have flown by, and I don't think it should be mine permanently. I am ready to pass the torch. The job of Alice in Dairyland is tough. It is exhausting, and I've had a lot of fun. I've absolutely loved it, but I am so excited to select the 75th Alice in Dairyland, May 19th through the 21st at the Monona Terrace. It is going to be such a wonderful celebration of Alice in Dairyland history, and I know we have some great candidates this year for the next Alice. So I'm looking forward to, to that and to passing the torch, and I, I look forward to what happens in the 75th year of the program. Let's go back to that uh, 
72nd, coming on the 73rd year of Alice in Dairyland. Obviously, when you applied, you didn't think anything about the fact you'd be there more than one year if you were selected Alice. How did it all come about that once you were selected Alice, it became a two-year position? Take us back to that uh, pre-COVID, COVID time. It's crazy to think about that I submitted my 73rd Alice in Dairyland application in January of 2020 before anyone even thought anything about COVID. And then our, our competition when I was selected was in June of 2020, so COVID was just kind of starting up. But then when I started as Alice, I wasn't really traveling very much. My travel was shut down. There were no events, no fairs, no classroom visits for Alice in Dairyland. And then in the fall, winter of 2020, I was told I was going to be working from home. As a public relations ambassador for Wisconsin agriculture. Alice is always out in the public, visiting classrooms, going to events. Working from home was a daunting task. I did virtual TV interviews from my parents' basement and really tried to still be Alice from home. And then in December of 2020, they asked if I would stay on an additional year since they didn't feel they could host a 74th Alice Dearland Finals in 2021. And applications for Alice usually come out right in January, so they needed to make a decision on whether they were going to have the competition or not. So I thought about it, and I I thought, who turns down the opportunity to be Alice twice? So I said yes, and I stayed on as the 74th Alice in Dairyland for an additional year. And I'm so thankful that I did. It's been hard. It's been a lot of work, but it has been so worth it, and I've gotten to do all the things I missed out on on the first year. So it's been really an experience that I will never, ever forget. Now, when you talk about being at home and working from home, you're 200 miles from Madison, and I know we have modern technology to stay in communication, but did that mean you were given a little more latitude as far as picking your topics? And I know you put together videos down in your folks' basement and sent those around and and uh, used modern technology to still talk about Wisconsin agriculture. But uh, did you feel kind of out of the loop, so to speak, being in, in a farm basement in Tilden rather than in Madison at the Department of Ag? I suppose so, yes. It was hard. Alice, a lot of what she shares with people are from her experiences, whether it is from touring a, a cherry cherry farm or going places and talking about her experiences. So being kind of stuck at home for four months as Alice was difficult. So I did have to get creative. I started making my own cooking show from my parents' home talking about how I use some of my some Wisconsin products and how I like to cook with them. And people responded to that. They were also stuck at home trying to cook food for themselves and wanted to find new recipes to try. And I'm glad I was able to to share some of that. I've always loved food and cooking. So being able to kind of bring people into my home and share with them something I love to do was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I learned how to be my own sound crew and and producer editing everything so it was a learning experience but i did kind of get creative with a lot of things while i was at home when uh, all the covid restrictions were lifted it had to feel like you had a new job (laughs) as alice to be able to get out and about and really talk face to face with kids and adults that's right my covid restrictions were lifted very gradually so i started travel again in early march of 2021 and while i traveled i just 
I would only have a few events, maybe a, a TV interview on one day or a radio interview the next day. And I would just stop places. I would see a cheese shop and I would go in and I would buy cheese, even if my fridge is already full, just to get out there and see people and talk to people about Alice and how much I love this cheese or whatnot. It was like the reins were lifted and I loved it because it was hard to sit at home in this position not knowing I would get a second year. So I loved being able to get out and about again. And then came summer and it was amazing. I loved going to the fairs and the festivals and the June Dairy Month celebrations and to be Alice. I've grown up seeing Alice and watching her travel throughout the state. So not being able to do that was really hard, but being able to get back to it was just amazing. And while we will be selecting our 75th Alice here in the next uh, few days, you're going to be around a while. You will be able to enjoy some of these June Dairy Month activities. That is right. I will be Alice until the end of June. So look for me, Julia Nunes, at June Dairy Month celebrations. I will be driving around in the corn cob Ford Explorer celebrating June Dairy Month, our state's signature industry. And they, they changed the calendar a little bit. So now once Alice is selected, she has about five or six weeks to kind of adjust to the position and move down to Madison. And she'll start early July, kind of ease into it instead of hit the ground running with June Dairy Month. And one of the highlights, Julie Nunes with us, our current Alice in Dairyland, one of the highlights, of course, of the finals, hearing the exit comments from our outgoing Alice in Dairyland. Have you started putting that together? And being Alice for two years, without giving away your comments, what are some of the things that uh, have meant an awful lot to you as Alice these last two years? That is a loaded question, and trying to write this speech to kind of wrap up my term is... I don't even know where to begin. How do you wrap up two years as Alice? And I've done so many things, and some of them I... I look at all my photos, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did that, and that was so long ago. But there's so much that I want to highlight, and so many people that I need to thank, but there's so many things that are my favorite, and I'm sure I have a different answer to this question every time it's asked, but one, some of my favorite events were the things that I didn't get to do the first year. The Wisconsin State Fair, I absolutely loved that. I exhibited there for eight years as a junior dairy exhibitor, so being there as Alice was so rewarding and brought back lots of memories and then I also loved World Dairy Expo in Madison that's a fun event I've gone to again since I was little but there's so so many events and every every time I go somewhere I try to make a connection and and there's a memory from that and it's Julia Nunes and we'll hear her on Saturday night at the Monona Terrace down in Madison giving her farewell comments as Alice in Dairyland as we look to bring a 75th Alice on board and Julia has done a wonderful job as Alice in Dairyland. 28 and a half after 5 o'clock, we're going to get some news coming up here on Wax. 59 degrees right now, 66 out there. Brent Wink is in the studio. Did it rain on your way over here, or did you uh, not have to use the windshield wipers? No, it was rainy, drizzly, kind of the whole way. All right, so there's, there's an up-to-the-date uh, windshield forecast for you this morning. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. Let's get an update on uh, some of the news around the area. Morgan is up and at him and with us this morning. I would take it uh, you guys drove with the windows up this morning on the way in too, huh? And had some soggy doggies, no doubt, oh. <laughs> when they went out to go this morning. So, yeah, it was a little wet in our area. No damage, though. No, so, no. Yeah, just a little wet, which is Although nice to see. Although last night I was up, uh, up in... Chippewa Falls up at the view and mm-hmm. sitting there about supper time and it was hailing. Yeah, there were moments of that. We had just a brief moment of yeah. hail. So, uh, Siggy, my daughter, had a track meet yet last night that they did for their school, sure, a little sure. fifth and yeah. sixth grade track meet. And uh, they had the kids do tug of war, fifth grade versus sixth grade. The last event, tug of war, the skies opened up. And you know those kids when they're oh, pulling they on that rope. Oh, yeah, that grass got slippery. And did that ever add to the fun for them? <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we got in the news this morning, Morgan? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area coming off of those storms in Mother Nature last night. There were some strong ones. So far, no reports of any injuries, but maybe some branch pickup this morning. In other headlines, we go to the judge in Chippewa County, and then we now know that it's probation for a young man who stabbed two people at Chippewa Falls Skate Park in 2020. A judge yesterday sentenced True Zhang to two years probation, a week's work of community service. Zhang was convicted of the stabbings, including one victim who had intestines hanging out. The other suspects also in that fight and stabbing were sentenced to probation in the case. We look into public health where you'll probably see some high alert notices. Coronavirus cases on the rise as you're hearing that they are around much of the country. But that includes some high level list bumps in our area. And the State Hospital Association said 18 counties now considered to have those high levels. What that means is if a company is bumped up to that high level, you'll start hearing recommendations of mask wearing inside and around other people again. Away from public health and into another part of Wisconsin, some 100 firefighters from 30 departments responded to an explosion and fire Thursday morning. This was at Somerset Marine Construction in the Waukesha County village of Eagle. Units responding to Somerset Marine. We got a report of a barge, I believe it might be in a building that exploded. Now, three firefighters were injured as well as three employees, one of whom had to be taken to a hospital. No word yet what may have caused that explosion. The company produces piers and docks. Well, if you've been working for the weekend, especially feeling it on this Friday, you're definitely not alone. And it seems more people might be doing the same. We're going to look at the unemployment report. More people returning to work in Wisconsin. The labor force participation rate in uh, the state increased last month. Now, unemployment, that's been holding pretty steady. Jobless rate right around that 2.8%. The private sector employers in Wisconsin added 3,100 jobs last month. And take a peek around the kitchen if that vase that you have those dandelions in right now is uh, more of a history than you might think, like one family found out. English auction house Druids said the blue and gold two-foot-high vase sold for just under $2 million at auction. The seller inherited the vase from his father, who bought it in the 80s for a few hundred pounds. The vase was from China in the 18th century and believed to have been made for the sixth emperor of the Qing dynasty. I'm Mark Mayfield. I think I'll stick with my uh, one that Siggy made me in class with the pottery and the crooked edges. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. You ought to putting dandelions in the vase? Or? She brings them in by the handful, and I'll, and I'll take them. I think every mom or every parent knows that that handful of soggy dandelions is the best bouquet you can get. Oh, absolutely. And there's plenty in our yard for her to keep up with, so she <laughs> should get cracking on those. There's plenty in most yards to keep <laughs> up with. Hey, thanks, Morgan. Have a good weekend. You too.
my friend. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. We'll find out more about that rain coming up. But you got your ticket yet? Are you ready for Farm Tech Days? Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance, and Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, what kind of a weekend are we going to have? Are we going to be able to get more field work done? Or are we going to be sitting inside looking out at some soggy weather? Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, courtesy of Chippewa Valley Bean. Well, Mike, it's cooling off a little bit, huh? Oh, yeah. And it was uh, actually, you know, in the midst of everything that happened yesterday, one uh, meteorological process that was rather uh, fascinating was seeing just how quickly those temperatures cooled off when you have those strong downdrafts. And we saw those uh, temperatures dip to the mid-50s after uh, in the 70s earlier. Like, you know, if you take anything away from that, uh, that aspect uh, was rather fascinating to me. And we got a little hail uh, last evening and more rain. Uh, not conducive to outdoor activities. What's it look like going forward? Well, going forward, we can expect some more showers and maybe some thunderstorms out of this, too, going throughout the mid-morning hours. But then things start to fizzle out. We'll still remain in the clouds through the early afternoon. And then going into the latter half of the afternoon, we'll start to see some of those clouds break up. Maybe a little bit of sunshine before uh, the sun does set. But it's not going to be as warm, only topping out in the upper 60s later on. And a chilly night ahead with partly cloudy conditions and dipping to around the low 40s. And a few locations may even get into the upper 30s tonight, too. Tomorrow's going to be even cooler. We'll have partly sunny conditions for most of the day. Possibly some isolated showers here and there. I think for most of the day, we are going to stay dry. But our highs will only be in the mid to upper 50s. And Saturday night, yet another chilly night as we dip again to the low 40s and potentially some upper 30s. Again, a few chances for some scattered showers. But going into Sunday, we'll dry out. Mostly sunny conditions, but that's not going to help our temperatures yet again as we'll only hang out in the upper 50s. Sunday night's probably going to be one of the coolest nights that we have, dipping into the mid to upper 30s with mainly clear conditions. Now, Monday, we'll start to see some clouds move in. Our temperatures will start to climb just a little. We'll be in the mid-60s for our highs. And uh, going into Tuesday, slight chance at some showers still in the mid-60s. But by Thursday of next week, mainly sunny, that's when we start to see some average temperatures yet again as we'll top out in the low 70s. But right now, we're still looking at a light rain, otherwise mainly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 59 degrees. And uh, we're not going to use the F word, are we? Overnight temperatures? Oh, frost. Okay, I was, I was getting a little worried, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, um, you know, when you dip to those mid-30s, that's when patchy frost could develop, yeah. so that's something you'll you'll want to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, down in the low spots and the hollows, I suppose. So. Absolutely. All right, sir, you have a good weekend. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you Tuesday. All right, there he goes. That's Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 with our Weather on Wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings, and as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930 or visit them at cvbean.com. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got markets. Brent is here. We'll cover the crops. But before with that, we got some uh, young people, Jill, that have got some scholarship money coming. Yeah, let's talk about some 4-H'ers. Many 4-H'ers from this area have received some of the $27,000 in scholarships recently awarded from the Wisconsin 4-H Foundation. Uh, on that list are Christopher, Christopher Fry of Mauston, Summer Markle of Holman, Robert Wendler of Withy, Teresa Miller-Watke of Fall Creek, Brandon Swenson of Re- Wisconsin Rapids, Annabelle Iverson of Eau Claire, Morgan Bayer of Arcadia, and Adri, ooh, Adair McSwain from Hudson. All right, congratulations to all those young people and just shows that all your academic efforts in uh, high school paid off, and now you get some scholarships to go on and continue your education. Good stuff, that's for sure. All right, we're 20 minutes away from 6 o'clock. We've got some markets to get to, and uh, it's still a, a busy Friday morning here at Wax. And as far as weekend activities go, we have been telling you about the Allison Dairyland finals down in Madison. We got anything closer to home? Yeah, the Miracle League of Chippewa Valley is having their first annual golf outing. That's at the Pine Meadow Golf Course on Saturday. The t- registration starts at 9 o'clock with a 10 a.m. shotgun start. All right, and they still have a couple of spots there to fill in. And if you'd like to uh, get a team together or play in the tournament, the outing, call the golf course. The number of the golf course there is uh, down there on the bottom of that sheet, 832-6011. Can you find it? Yes, it's right there. How was I doing? <laughs> you did a really nice job with that. I remembered that, so uh, I guess my mind isn't going yet. 832-6011, a great cause. The Miracle League of the Chippewa Valley. Their uh, golf outing is tomorrow and should be partly sunny Temperatures in the upper 50s, light jacket, windbreaker, should be a good day. Music Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest is coming, hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is also available, so get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, 59 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity El Tuna. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.40. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.00. Some prime Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.00. Choice Holstein steers, $1.10 to $1.24. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 80 to 91, weighed a top of 96. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 79. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. Organic market from Tuesday. Top 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.08. We had a top of $1.11. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to $1. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 40 to $130 per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from $40 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $250 per head. Butcher hogs on Thursday. 
sold from 65 to 71. South sold from 55 to 62. We had a top of 65. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, May 20th, starting at noon. We are expecting 250 to 300 head for this sale. We will have 66 black Angus steers coming from one farm. Also, several groups of good quality Holstein feeders. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter to six on a Friday morning at Wax. Let's get over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. You had some excitement weather-wise overnight, huh? In your part of the country? Well, Bob, good morning to you. Yeah, we did. A lot of wind and rain and uh, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, didn't uh, didn't really make for a very good sleeping night. So we'll have to catch up on that today sometime. <laughs> Find the big chair and uh, take a nice nap. Well, wrap up the week for us at Stratford. I'll do that, Bob. Thank you. And good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford on the cow market yesterday. A mostly steady close on the cows. Higher yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction selling from 78 up to 87 and a half. Extreme top on the cows this week uh, was at 95, and that was on beef cows on Wednesday's auction. Uh, most of the cows this week sold between 60 and 76. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows, below 58. On the bull trade, better quality bulls, mostly from 90 to 105. Uh, bulls did top at 111 and a half. Lighter bulls, 85 and below. Fed cattle steady to strong this week. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, selling mostly from $1.10 to $1.25. High-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins on Wednesday's auction from 125 to a top of 135.5. Uh, your select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, a dollar eight and below. Um, on the calf market, a much different story on the calves, especially here at the middle and the end of the week. Much, much lower on the calves. A good quality 9,230-pound Holstein bull calves on yesterday's auction, mostly from 40 to 100. Uh, heifer calves, uh, pretty limited demand here at the end of the week from uh, $45 and below. Uh, beef calves also lower yesterday, mostly from 100 up to a top of 285. And we want to look at the sales schedule for next week, uh, full marketing week on tap here at Equity Stratford, of course. Uh, Next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Uh, we do also have a special dairy, uh, dairy cattle auction next uh, next Tuesday, also May 24th. We do have a complete herd dispersal, 55 top quality registered and great Holstein milk cows. Very good components on these cows. Tank average right now is around 75 pounds, 421 butterfat, 31 protein, a very low semantic of 110. So if you folks are looking for some good replacement cows, uh, take, them, take them right home, get some milk right away. I'll be here next week at 11 o'clock for the dairy auction. And, Bob, I know I was looking at the calendar here. I know it's the weekend, but uh, tomorrow, May 21st, Armed Forces Day, so, you know, a lot of stuff goes on the weekend. But let's not forget to uh, to remember Armed Forces Day tomorrow as we honor all of our folks in the Armed Forces. So Absolutely. And I've got a son myself in the Army. He's got 18 years in the Army right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking to him tomorrow. He's way on the other coast, so I won't see him, but uh, we'll talk to him and uh, say thank you. You do the same thing, Jerry, and have a good weekend. You also, Bob, and safe travels, and we'll talk to the ladies on Monday morning. Very good. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 
And we're going to take a look at the rest of our markets, and Brent's going to join us. Board of Trade, July corn, right where it was yesterday morning at this time. Down four cents overnight at 779. The oats down 15 at 612. The July wheat up two overnight at 1203. The beans up five at 1696. Meal up 80 cents a ton at $426.10. Country elevator prices. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at 739 with soybeans at 1661. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations. Corn is at 718 and soybeans are at 1641. And on the DTN screen, we see those uh, cash corn prices at the elevator about one to two cents higher. Soybeans up 20 to 25 cents. At Golden Plump, corn is 754 today. At Baldwin and Mondovi, 710 on the corn, 1626 on the beans. Durant has the corn at 705 with the beans at 1626. Elmwood, 710 and 1631. Fall Creek, $7 even on the corn, 1616 on the beans. Osseo 715 and 1630. Elk Mound corn 718, beans 1643. Sparta 714 and 1642. Ellsworth has the corn at $7 a bushel, the beans 1604. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville 752, Stanley 730, New Richmond facility at 726. Barrel cheese fell a nickel yesterday, 240 a pound. Blocks up a half at 238. Butter up three and a half at 284 and three quarters. May class three up 14 at 2512. June up 23 at 2480. July up 45 at 2485. August up 44 at 2448. And September up 39 at 2394. And it's a Friday morning, and Brent Wink is with us. We'll hear what he's got to say next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And on a Friday morning, it is time to cover the crops with Brent Wink. Brought to you again by Winfield United, a division, the ag division of Land O'Lakes. Well, how much work did you manage to get done? A lot of it got done this past week. Yeah, it was really a good week. Get some rain here at the end, but there was a lot of crops that went in, and there's some growers that are all wrapped up with corn and beans and i know some areas where they're barely started so we kind of kind of have all spectrums going on i guess that's wisconsin well i know you got a lot of years in but have you been around talking to folks so they see what are they seeing or what are they looking at? yeah so this week we we actually had a lot of uh test plots and things that went in i know we got uh don jake which just planted over in the eau claire area here earlier in the week and then a lot of plots in minnesota and some of the other areas i helped put in um so just trying to get those in challenging years like this is always tough to try and get growers to still do those because when you're starting to get a little bit later they don't always want to take the time to put those in but we do really appreciate the opportunity with the growers that that are still still uh, willing to do that but beyond variety trials as well there's a lot of different things that w- that go into some of these plots and just wanted to talk about a couple of the partners that we've that we worked with through the past and still continue to work with but uh coke industries was a partner that we've distributed products for for like nitrogen stabilizers things like that Encompass Minerals was kind of a crop nutrition company. And last year, those two companies uh, merged. And so like like uh, this time of year with our test plots, you're not only looking at varieties, but some of the other products. So looking at nitrogen stabilizers, uh, take a year like this where you have all the rain and things that we're having uh, subject to maybe losing some of that nitrogen. So we certainly want to continue to look at those products to see What's the return on investment with those and, and being able to get good information back to growers? 
on the crop nutrition side from uh, Coke Industries, we've got products like Rocket Seeds, where it's a seed treatment product. So we can use that in some of these research trials as well. Uh, a seed treatment that provides crop nutrition to the seedling and early on in that crop growth stage, again, just to see return on investment. So we're doing a lot of different things in some of these trials. You know, you, you certainly you want to look at varieties and know which are the which are the varieties are your best performing varieties. But just a lot of these other agronomic things that we end up talking about later in the year, at the end of the season, or meetings during the winter. So it's just really critical for having the opportunity to get those in. And this week we were able to get a lot of those in. And just uh, one last thing, as I was out uh, scouting fields, looking at fields, a lot of different grower fields, you know, we had all that corn that got in kind of on the early side before we had those stretches of rain. We got some pretty decent emergence with some of those. I know some some growers had some crops struggling to get through or some of the new seeding that washed away and had to do a little replanting. But in the cornfields, I'm really starting to see weed activity, and it's really coming quite quickly this cold spell for the next uh, five, six days might kind of slow that down, but a lot of weeds emerge. So as you're out there getting the herbicide applications done, you know, some additional roundup on top of your pre-emerge chemistry, and then looking at the, the broad leaves, it seems like we're seeing a lot of dandelions coming through. Those can really have a huge impact uh, against that crop. So making sure that you got the right stuff there to take care of that. And so it's, it's definitely, uh, as we saw in our alfalfa, Bob, the, the crop just exploded. Well, same yeah. with the, the weeds here. And, and, you know, turning to alfalfa, I really expect that, boy, by the middle of the end of next week, we're going to see a lot of hay on the ground. It just is amazing how fast that popped for how delayed the season was. So really got good. that to look forward to, the, the yeah, smell of fresh-cut hay. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, you get out there and get your hay hook, and you'll be all set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Have safe travels to Madison this weekend, and we'll talk with you next week. Very good. Brent Wink with us on a Friday morning on our Covering the Crops program, Winfield United Division of Land O'Lakes, bringing us the program each and every Friday morning during the planting, growing, and harvesting season. Probably not a plan, a lot of not a lot of planting or hay cutting today because we got that rain moving through the area high of sixty six. Now tonight we're looking at temperatures upper thirties to low forties and just fifty eight tomorrow, but partly sunny. So enjoy your weekend. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at waxradio.com.